0: It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Critics critics continue to question the way the government sourced material for its free mask program. A charity warns that the amount it's been collecting for its food bank has halved, but demand has surged, and Washington says it will delay a report on whether the SAR has sufficient autonomy to retain its special trade status. The government has revealed which companies made the reusable face masks it's handing out to Hong Kong resident following concerns it didn't follow the regular tender process. Jimmy Choi reports.
1: The Permanent Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Annie Choi, dismissed criticism that the government was colluding with the manufacturers, saying they were helping the city at bargain prices. She said the government decided in February to commission non-profit organisation, the Hong Kong Research Institute of Testiles and Apparel, to coordinate the project. The institute's website shows two of its directors are executives of firms manufacturing the masks. Ms Choi told an RTHK program that the main manufacturer was Hong Kong-based company Crystal Group, which has production lines in Vietnam. She said TAL Apparel has more production lines in Hong Kong. Nanfong Group provided free storage, while another firm in Taipo Industrial Estate sterilized the masks. Ms Choi said the government approached more than 10 other firms, but they didn't have the correct certification.
0: IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock says the government should have made the information public in the first place and he urged them to disclose more. He said the government's auditor and the ombudsman might want to look into the case as the process hadn't been transparent and involved a large sum of public money. There are still a lot of uh, unanswered questions as to, for example, why there were news or even social media posting before the Finance Committee meeting that certain companies have been trying to hire factory workers to try to do the assembly in Hong Kong. From whichever angle, from a listed company regulatory angle or from a public disclosure angle uh, involving public funds and so on, there's no reason for such secrecy. A food bank says the amount of food it collects from businesses has halved but demand has doubled during the pandemic. People's Service Centre says that before the coronavirus outbreak it collected up to 60 tonnes of food from wet markets, bakeries and food suppliers every month. However that's dropped to 30 tonnes because it's no longer collecting from wet markets and bakeries because of hygiene concerns and other suppliers are donating less pre-packaged and frozen food because of the downturn. Emma Choi, a project officer with the group, says many people who've lost their jobs or are underemployed are asking it for help. When we
2: talked to them and some of them will tell us like unemployment and some of them they still got work but uh, like the um, company will ask them to to decrease their paid or uh, some of them cannot go to work every day so this and also some of the um, parents they need to take care of their children because uh, the class is now suspended so um, there are quite many reasons why they came to ask ask whether they can join the service or not.
0: An infectious disease expert says now is the appropriate time to relax social distancing measures given that it's been 17 days with no local cases of COVID-19. From tomorrow, the size of public gatherings will be increased to a maximum of eight people and venues such as gyms, cinemas and beauty salons can reopen. Schools will resume towards the end of the month, but Dr Joseph Chang called the virus situation outside Hong Kong dangerous, saying cross-border students shouldn't be allowed to return to school here and border and quarantine measures shouldn't be relaxed. We have to keep the current measurements or requirements unchanged as regard to the border control regardless
3: of the nationality. Because right now, outside of Hong Kong is still considered to be having the coronavirus flat. So we should not lose them at this time, whenever we are considered to have some relaxations of the measurements right now in the community settings. Anytime we should just only adjust one of the variables.
0: Donald Trump has has described the coronavirus pandemic as the worst attack ever on the United States, saying the global outbreak wouldn't have happened if China had acted quicker. Mr Trump said the fallout from the pandemic had hit the country harder than the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbour in World War II or the September 11th attacks two decades ago. He added that it should have been stopped at source in China, but it wasn't. The White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany said the outbreak had strained relations between Washington and Beijing.
1: Right now, it's a relationship of of disappointment and frustration because the president has said how frustrated he is that some of the decisions of China put American lives at risk. Um, I'll share just a few that China, for instance, did not share the genetic sequence until after a professor in Shanghai did so on his own. And after that genetic sequence was shared, the next day the lab was shut down for, quote, rectification.
0: China says international experts won't be allowed into the country to investigate the origin of the coronavirus until the pandemic is over. Beijing's ambassador in Geneva, Chen Xu, told reporters the priority at the moment was fighting the virus. China is coming under increasing pressure to allow an independent inquiry into the outbreak. The US Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, says the US will delay a report to Congress on whether Hong Kong has sufficient autonomy to justify keeping its special trade status. The report had been due at the end of this month and could lead to sanctions if the U.S. thinks the SAR's freedoms have been undermined. Robert Kemp reports.
1: Mr Pompeo said the U.S. State Department wants to take into account any moves against Hong Kong's autonomy that Beijing may be considering ahead of the annual National People's Congress meeting later this month. The report will be the first under the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act, which passed last November during the anti-government protests here. Under the Act, the State Department must certify that the SAR retains enough autonomy to warrant its favourable US trading terms. Also, any officials responsible for human rights violations in Hong Kong face possible sanctions, including visa bans and asset freezes.
0: 615 people have died of COVID-19 in Brazil. That's the highest death toll for a single day anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere. The Brazilian health minister says the government may now recommend the introduction of lockdown measures on some of the worst affected cities. President Jair Bolsonaro has so far rejected social distancing and has dismissed the severity of the pandemic. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel has declared an end to the first phase of the coronavirus outbreak there. As a result, shops and schools are being allowed to reopen and the professional football season will resume behind closed doors on May 15th. Mrs Merkel made the announcement following a video conference with regional leaders. She persuaded them to apply an emergency break if if relaxing the restriction sparks a flare of infections.
4: We have to watch out that it doesn't get away from us. And I have a good feeling about it because we have come up with this emergency mechanism. And we're not just saying what we're going to open, but also saying if something happens locally, then we don't wait until it spreads through the whole country, but we act locally for others' sake.
0: The Spanish Parliament has granted the Prime Minister, Pedro Sánchez, a request for another two-week extension of the coronavirus state of emergency from Sunday. He mustered the required simple majority after a fractious debate in which he told the Chamber it would be an absolute and unpardonable mistake to end it now. The leaders of all 27 member states of the European Union have voiced unequivocal support for a group of six Balkan countries to eventually join the bloc. The summit was held online because of the pandemic and brought together EU leaders along with those of Serbia, Kosovo, Montenegro, Albania, Bosnia and Herzegovina and North Macedonia. An EU statement urged the Balkan governments to follow the organization's foreign policy objectives. The President of the European Council, Charles Michel, said it's an essential message.
1: It means that it's important to continue the reforms, to implement the reforms, the rule of law, the democratic uh, values, the fight against corruption. Those topics are essential for the benefit of the citizens, for the benefit of the people, but also in order to strengthen uh, the partnerships between this region and the European Union.
0: Mexico's brewing industry has warned that the country could run out of beer in the next few days because of production and distribution problems that are caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The BBC's Will Grant reports.
3: It has been increasingly clear to anyone trying to buy beer in Mexico in recent days that there are issues in the industry. It's been harder to find in the stores since the coronavirus outbreak and the price has risen noticeably amid the scarcity. Now, the head of the Mexican Beer Brewers Association, Carla Siqueiros, has said that the beer currently available had been distributed last month. We've completely shut down, she said. There is no production, no distribution. We are not producing a single beer right now.
0: An Australian Royal Commission has found the disgraced Cardinal George Pell was aware of child sexual abuse by clergy as early as the 1970s. The findings of the commission have just been published in full for the first time. They were previously redacted in order to not prejudice the trial of Cardinal Powell, who was charged with sexually abusing two choir boys in the 1990s. He was convicted in February last year but acquitted on appeal last month. One of the pioneers of electronic music, Florian Schneider, who co-founded the German group Kraftwerk, has died. He was 73 and had cancer. Kraftwerk burst onto the international scene in 1974 with the album Autobahn. Their robotic look and warm electronic sound influenced popular culture. To business and the mainland's exports have risen unexpectedly as factories restarted production after the coronavirus outbreak. Imports rose 3.5% in April from a year earlier, confounding market expectations of a double-digit drop after a fall of 6.6% the previous month but imports were worse than expected, shrinking 14.2% year-on-year in April, worsening from a slide of 0.9% in March. A stronger-than-expected performance in exports resulted in a trade surplus of more than $45 billion last month. However, the services sector across the border is showing signs of improvement. A private survey, the Occasion Market Services Purchasing Managers Index, managed to pull up to 44.4 in April from 43 in March, but it remained in a deep slump for a third straight month. A reading below 50 represents contraction. The currencies and the U.S. dollar is trading at 106.15 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and eight cents. The pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 55 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,992. That's 140 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at 48 billion dollars. And now with the sports is Adam Chung.
1: The German Football League has set May 15th as the date for the Bundesliga season to resume. It comes after the DFL received clearance from the German Chancellor Angela Merkel yesterday to restart its top two divisions. Lutz Fennenstiel is the sporting director at Fortuna Dusseldorf, who are 16th in the Bundesliga table. He says the return of football will help much more than the club's finances.
3: The Bundesliga clubs are all dependent on the TV money. But I have to add that, that it's not only about the finances, it's not only about the money. I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer that the emotional part of the Bundesliga, of football, uh, is even bigger.
1: In Italy, Serie A side Torino announced that a player has tested positive for COVID-19 following the first run of tests carried out on the team as they begin the return to training. The club have not named the player but said he's been placed in quarantine. Meanwhile, Juventus announced that their star player Paolo Di Bella has recovered from COVID-19. Juve said Di Bella's two latest tests came back negative and the Argentine forward is therefore recovered. The head of the League Managers Association, Richard Bevan, has accepted that the English Premier League would have to be cancelled if next week clubs vote against playing the remaining 92 fixtures in neutral venues. The Premier League has been suspended since the 13th of March because of COVID-19.
3: The government, if they haven't already, uh, will be making it clear that home matches with densely populated stadia, uh, that really puts into question whether social distancing rules can be adhered to. And uh, without doubt, that'll be on the voting uh, next Monday with the clubs. Um, So it's a very difficult one, uh, but there probably will be neutral grounds for sure.
1: Promoter Frank Warren says boxing must avoid being left behind amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, but there's no chance of events like Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury taking place behind closed doors. Warren was speaking after the British Boxing Board of Control revealed details of its plans for a July return.
0: Boxers love to be in front of the public. They, get, they feed off the crowd. The crowd gets behind them. The atmosphere that's created for a big fight. They're all the things that need to make it such a big occasion, but we've got to start somewhere. We've got to do like every other sport is doing, which is starting from the safest position.
1: In Taiwan, baseball fans will be allowed to enter stadiums for games for the first time this season as part of a gradual easing of restrictions amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Starting today, up to 1,000 people will be allowed to enter ballparks following an agreement between Taiwan's Professional League and the Central Epidemic Command Center. The league has also encouraged teams to give their stadiums a lively atmosphere by decorating the venues with placards on the seats and, and having cheerleaders come in. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top
0: stories once again. Critics continue to question the way the government handled its free mask program. A charity warns that the amount it's been collecting for its food bank has halved, but demand has surged. And Washington says it will delay a report on whether the SAR has sufficient autonomy to retain its special trade status. The news from RTHK.
4: (laughs) Each time I let you stay the night, stay the night Up in the morning. Tangle the sheets. We play the moment on repeat, on repeat. Then you stay
2: afternoon and welcome to the one two three show with we noreen May, on this thursday afternoon it's thursday the 7th of may thank you to phil for the morning brew and we do have a busy show for you just after half past one we are talking to christine deshaman of the renewed edge hypnotherapy center about a new hypnosis app that she's developed yeah. That's right, it's called up now and this aim is super timely. It really aims to support uh, people struggling with stress and anxiety to relax. It can also help uh, remain uh, you remain calm and build mental resilience sounds really good we will hear more about it uh, with christine just after half past one and after two o'clock sadia osmani uh, will be joining us once again for our thursday chinwag and this time she will talk about bollywood films so stay tuned for sadia after the news and finally after 2 30 have you ever wondered what it feels like to wake up to